All right, got lots of good stuff coming up here on the show over the next three hours, but let's just get right into my first guest as he is standing by on the line, and that is BC's Attorney General and Minister Responsible for Housing, David Eby. Minister Eby, how are you doing here today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Well, thanks so much uh, for taking the time. appreciate this. Now, y- you spoke yesterday to the situation in Penticton, where council there elected not to approve an extension to a temporary shelter. Now, Kamloops here, we have not taken any such steps. We're not, you know, kicking on out to the curb at this stage or council, not trying to force people into tents or parks or anything like that. But they do have a lot of concerns here when it comes to some of the behaviors of some that are in these types of social housing units within our community. Now, you touched on it a little bit with me yesterday when I asked about some of the work that is ongoing at the provincial level to create a a complex housing plan. Uh, I guess what is maybe if you could just reiterate what the province is doing right now to sort of come up with creative solutions to social housing within our province. Well, um there's a group of folks who uh, simply are not successful in uh, supportive housing, and uh, they're really failing out of the housing. Um, they're disruptive to neighbors. They're um, uh, engaged in activities that I think are often intimidating to their neighbors and to staff, and uh, and may even, uh, you know, depending on the nature of their mental health uh, issue, maybe even frightening to themselves. Uh, and so uh, they need more support, and really they need uh, support that's far more in the nature of healthcare than um, housing type support. And so this is a group that um, uh, obviously needs um, a different approach. And so what we've proposed are um, housing uh, with intensive healthcare supports. Uh, in the election campaign, uh, we called them complex care uh, housing, and we uh, pledged eight sites across the province. Now, Mayor um, Christian uh, was part of a 10-mayor phone call, the Urban Mayor's Caucus, Mm -hmm. uh, where they um, expressed to me their enthusiasm for this proposal and their recognition that a relatively small group of people with serious challenges can really, especially during COVID when there's reduced activity on the streets, uh, be really incredibly um, visible, disruptive, and, and in high levels of distress. And so police and emergency rooms end up picking up the slack. And, uh, and so they really wanted to see these types of uh, supports in their communities. And um, I was really glad to get that call because I wasn't sure how, uh, what the response would be like, um, because obviously this is a challenging group of folks and not everyone is enthusiastic about supportive housing, uh, depending on the municipality. And mm-hmm. so to have uh, Kamloops showing that kind of leadership and enthusiasm and wanting to solve these problems together, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, and when you bring up the complex care model that you're discussing, one of the examples you had kind of given yesterday during your news conference was the the Riverview in Coquitlam. It's not a facility I'm overly familiar with. I was just wondering if maybe you could talk a little bit about what's so unique about that facility that maybe could be learned elsewhere in the province. Yeah, in the in the late '90s and early 2000s, uh, the uh, the institution uh, where people with serious mental health issues uh, were housed um, and uh, had treatment, I guess, uh, was uh, Riverview. Uh, it was a, a very large facility um, in Coquitlam, uh, and uh, folks came from across the province uh, that had those kinds of challenges and uh, and were housed there. Um, the decision was made to close that facility, and the idea was that there would be supports available in community rather than this institution-type model that um, that often was associated with um, some real trauma and not uh, really um, helping people get better. 
um, the, the decision was made, okay, well, it would be better if we had, you know, community-level supports. There were folks from across the province that were moved into an unfamiliar place, and, and uh, it would be better for people to get care at home. And the problem was that um, the decisions uh, to support, to put in place those kinds of community-level supports um, to fund them just never were made. And so uh, these are the folks that in uh, many cases, uh, you know, you can see who are in real distress in the street. Um, they're trying to cope and survive. They might have a serious brain injury. They might have a serious mental health issue. Often they have uh, an addiction issue complicating that, and uh, they need help. And uh, the, what happens is these folks are often... Um, you know, a major source of uh, calls for police, ambulance, fire, uh, emergency rooms, jails, courts, uh, you name the emergency frontline response, uh, and they're there. And so uh, the thinking, and it's, uh, I think, uh, long overdue, is that we just um, tackle that issue head on and provide those health care supports that these folks need um, and, uh, and that we may be able to have a very significant impact on street disorder issues uh, through that kind of approach. Um, Kamloops Council has requested or, or will be requesting, I don't know if they have yet, a meeting with yourself along with Minister of Health Adrian Dix and Minister of Mental Health and Addictions Sheila Malcolmson, which Council says will provide a chance to review outcomes of current housing projects in Kamloops, impacts of the housing projects on the community, and the outcomes of individuals who have accessed these options and associated support programs. Um, you, you have already mentioned you're open to the idea of, of having this meeting and, and sort of seeing what can come from it. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the idea of all three of these ministries coming together in this process. I know you, you and I talked when you first took over the housing portfolio that housing was one of the reasons you got into politics in the first place. So with that being said, just how, how critical is it when talking specifically about you know social supports that are going to be uh, hopefully added on to some of the current or, or new builds that happen in relation to social housing units, how critical is it for all three of these and, and the municipalities themselves to be involved in some of the decisions being made? Well, you know, one of the things that the, the Premier uh, really recognized was uh, that there was a siloing between these different ministries, the Ministry of Health, the Ministry of Housing, Ministry of Mental Health and Addiction, uh, Ministry for Poverty Reduction that does social assistance-related programs. And, you know, everyone working on their own programs uh, and uh, serving off in the same population in different ways. And so uh, the Premier struck a cabinet committee uh, with all of those relevant ministers on the same committee uh, to tackle this problem. And uh, we're specifically focusing on this group with these really major health challenges that they're facing that are um, causing a lot of problems in different communities. And so uh, because there is this cabinet committee, all the uh, senior staff from those ministries are also working together in designing this response. And uh, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's something that I'm really excited about and enthusiastic about in terms of it making a very visible difference in communities like Kamloops uh, in terms of what's happening on the streets. Uh, and, uh, and I'm, you know, I'm just lo really looking forward to this uh, discussion with mayor and council about how we can work together um, to roll some of this out and, uh, and what the opportunities are in Kamloops to, to do that. I think that COVID really has um, allowed for some of these social issues that maybe were hidden, you know, because the shelters were operating at full capacity and so people were uh, in shelters more often and there were drop-in spaces that people could go to and there were uh, workers who were helping people, you know, make sure that they were keeping their housing or that they were getting their meds. And, and when, that, uh, when those safety nets, as limited as they were, dropped away, uh, what was left is a really highly visible social problem. And, and uh, it's, it's really motivated a lot of folks to look at it and address it. And, and that includes um, 
Kamloops Mayor and Council and, and our government. So we're uh, really enthusiastic about getting to work on this. Uh, I know we're coming up on the clock. i got to let you go here, but just one more question for you. One of the things that came up at a special meeting of council here this week in Kamloops, um, they talked all about social issues. That's why it was called in the first place to deal with some notices of motion. And a couple of things that were sort of approved by council were uh, the idea of 24-7 security at a number of social housing units, uh, security cameras on the streets to deter some of the, the activity that comes with um, these, uh, you know, the concerning individuals within these areas, as well as more washroom space for street affected individuals. Do you see some real issues with any of these proposals? I know you talked yesterday a little bit about the security issue and having 24-7 security maybe isn't, uh, you know, the, the most appropriate solution to these kinds of issues. Well, they're, I mean, it's in, they're Band-Aids, but sometimes when you have wounds, Band-Aids are appropriate, right? I, you know, the, we're not going to have the complex care facilities open tomorrow. We're going to need to work together uh, to address um, uh, issues that come up related to trying to house people and trying to keep them uh, supported when, uh, when they're not quite there yet. And so uh, I have a lot of empathy for uh, mayor and council and for city councils that have to deal with these issues. And so do my colleagues in government. That's why the premier established the $100 million COVID response fund. There's a, it's a very specific fund recognizing that washrooms and street disorder type issues are uh, way more prevalent um, during COVID for a myriad of reasons. And so council can apply for money for policing, for washrooms, for cleanup, for security. And, uh, and since our conversation yesterday, I've confirmed that BC Housing does have security at two buildings in Kamloops already to both protect the residents uh, and ensure that uh, the neighboring uh, uh, buildings and the folks who live in them are not unduly impacted by this uh, supportive housing so or to minimize the impacts anyway so i hope mayor and council apply for some of that funding to respond to some of these issues it'll be one of the opportunities we'll talk about when we get our chance to uh, to meet and talk about this yeah i know they will be applying and we look forward to seeing what that looks like moving forward minister thank you so much for the time always appreciate it enjoy the rest of your thursday and uh, hopefully we'll catch up again soon thanks very much for having me bye-bye bye-bye there you go there is BC's Attorney General and Minister responsible for housing, David Eby, talking to some of what has been discussed here over the course of this week. So for those unaware, I'm sure you know by now, but Council in Kamloops did have a special session to deal with social issues on Tuesday where they had a very lengthy conversation. It was, you know, three and a half to four hours long uh, where they dealt with a couple of notices of motion from a pair of councillors, Councillor Bill Sarai and Councillor Dale Bass. Uh, they discussed things like more security, like having security cameras on the streets. They decided to move ahead with this uh, registration program where businesses will be able to basically sign their their systems into a, 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 a logger. I don't know how to exactly describe it, but you can basically register your security system to be a part of a larger database where police can then use that um, and, and be able to identify what's going on on the streets. Now, I talked to... Um, the executive director of the downtown BIA, Carl DeSantis, about this, and he had mentioned security cameras, eyes on the street when it comes to those types of camera options. They work great. They are a very good deterrent. He's a longtime police officer. He knows what he's talking about. But maybe the ones that are already in place when it comes to businesses, those might not be the most appropriate uh, way to go about this because, you know, when you put up a camera in your business... You're monitoring your business. You're not necessarily watching out onto the streets. So if we're trying to stop people from doing certain things that are happening on the streets of Kamloops, if we're not putting those cameras out onto the streets, it might not be the deterrent that some are hoping for. Nonetheless, it's nice that these conversations are being had. That is the most important thing about all of this, right? Whether the solution is right or not, the, uh, the, the discussion needs to be had about what those solutions are. 
Now, you heard David Eby talk about we do have a couple of, of uh, uh, social housing units in Kamloops that do have uh, extended security already out there, and now they're looking to expand that program maybe a little bit further. And uh, one of the things that was noted at the special session was uh, that if, if council decides that you need to have more security, then they can sort of mandate that you would. I know um, we saw uh, Bob Hughes with Ask Wellness. He was on yesterday on the NL Morning News and talked about how, hey, we're doing the best we can with what we have. Um, and, and also, like, maybe the security isn't going to have the impact maybe as being hoped for. There's a little bit of backs against the wall, I think, when it comes to this whole conversation. And I don't think anybody should be feeling that way. No one should be, you know, defending themselves. Rather, they should be saying, this is what we have in place right now. This is what we believe would work or not work and, and have a discussion based on that. We don't want any finger pointing going on. It's all about collaboration. Working together will make us better. That is what needs to be done here throughout this entire conversation. I talked about it there with the Minister Eby, uh, Minister of Health, Minister of Mental Health and Addictions, Ministry of Housing, they have to work together on these types of projects. They can't just be doing their own little tidbit of information and, uh, you know, having having a piece here and a piece there and a piece there. No, it all has to come together into one pie. And that's what needs to happen here moving forward. So I hope that we continue to see this pro conversation be progressive, be productive. And I know on Thursday, there is a community services committee meeting that is going to be taking place where this issue again will be coming up. This is obviously this issue isn't going away anytime soon. Uh, and thankfully, we're not taking steps like they are in Penticton to kick people out of social housing units. So we start to see them in places like our parks. That is definitely not what we want, especially as the weather warms up. We want people to enjoy our parks. And let's be frank, if there's people camping out in tents in our parks, it's not going to be quite as enjoyable or as desirable to be down there. So with that being said, we need these social housing units they are an important part of community infrastructure we just need to find ways to better help those who need the help that's what it comes down to help me help you let's all have a positive attitude about this moving forward and make some real progress i know we can do it i know we will do it it's going to take time it's frustrating to deal with it's frustrating to see at times but i know we'll get through it together